I'm Jackie Robertson. And I'm Joy Barnes. And we, we are, are Between, Between the, the Jays. And we're approaching September. We are. September's mm-hmm. right around the corner, which means there are some really good events yeah. coming up. What yeah, it think? means fall is here, and that, that it may not feel happy. like fall yet. But well, fall I hope not. <laughs> Usually, we we just seem to skip seasons because we always have summer, we don't have spring, right? Then we have winter, and we don't have fall. And yeah, I hate winter, so there you go. Well, anyway, yes, <laughs> so you, <clears throat> but so. it's coming. But there's a lot of good things that happen in the fall and winter season, so it's good. There are. We've so. got sunrise on the square, which is Labor Day weekend, and that event's been going on. I cannot even begin to tell you how long, but, you know, it's a good event for people that want to get up and go run and get their exercise mm-hmm. in and be done for Labor Day. It's it's actually the Saturday before Labor Day. I think so, and yeah. it's a 5K, so mm-hmm. you can run it or walk it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you can <clears throat> register from, I think it's uh, noon and Main Street does and that. then so. we have the Cali to County Fair. Yes. It's which so is awesome. always exciting. I remember when the fair would come to town when I was yes. really young, and it was over on Temple Avenue and over by the rec department and it seemed like such a big place but it was so small and we always look forward to that and I think a lot of parents always dreaded it It was like because they would give you certificates at school to get into the fair for free Mm -hmm. and so when you take them home to parents they're like oh no I got to go to the fair (laughs) But it's always like a night that's not the weekend when everybody goes. I love, but you know, I love people watching. So I love to go to people watch. So County Fair is a great mm-hmm. way to people watch. And it and is one of the biggest fundraisers for the Kiwanis. Yeah, and it used to be one week, and then this year it's two weeks. Or it started being two weeks. Yes, it's so. September 21st through the 30th. And they, proceeds go, they um, designate to different charities, which I think is great. So... Yes, which is very timely. But before we get to our guest today, we were also going to just share a little bit about 12 Parks, which is one of the neighborhoods that we represent for Dustin Shaw Homes. Yeah, 12 Parks is in Sharpsburg, which is an up-and-coming. I mean, it's a big area, 12 Parks is. Mm -hmm. We're all 54. We're like five miles to Peachtree City. So we get, you know, some of our people that are moving in here from different areas, kind of in that surrounding area, and it's very convenient. It is, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great amenity amenity neighborhood when it's finished because mm-hmm. we're going to have a pool, and there's going to be 12 individual parks, and we're going to have pickleball Pickleball, I still got to try that. But yeah, yes. a total of 600 homes, and we're just getting started. So there's opportunity to build, and our builder, he gives a great level of customization. Mm-hmm. As long as you want to pay for your upgrades. I mean, I think what we have is, that's included is really nice, mm-hmm. but there's always that, let me go look at tile and pick my own tile my own countertops and all that adds up it's hard to stay in budget when you build but it's good it's good to be able to say I can go to a neighborhood because some builders are more production builders so when you go into a neighborhood they give you two choices of granite you know I mean it's just if like they even give you the yeah, choice these and sometimes days. you get no choices you just right. have to build and I mean that's fine but you know when you're spending that kind of money sometimes it's great to have options and I have to go with just certain selections and that's one of the things but that's always you know been i mean it's it's great for people to be able to have even if you have to go that route i mean it's still good because you're getting into a house and you can always upgrade and change those things later you can yes yep, but sure. that is one of the good things about dustin shaw homes the yep. fact that you can do that customization yeah so anyway all right, so we're going to get to our guest today, who is Kristen Webb with the Coweta Community Foundation. So thank you for coming. 
Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So for people that are either new to the community or maybe aren't familiar, what can you tell us or what exactly does the Coweta Community Foundation do? Yes, so we actually began in 1997 under an initiative through the Chamber of Commerce. Um, Our community was looking for a place where um, we could address community needs and have a way for donors to be able to really customize how they were giving. Um, So through that, over the years, I always like to explain what the Community Foundation is, is I'm a visual person. So if you were to look at a peach tree, the donors are kind of our roots. They feed the nutrients into our community. The foundation's the trunk that holds all of our nonprofits up. And then the branches are our wonderful 650 501c3s here in Coweta. So they're able to, we're able to feed them not only through grants and the funding that's raised, but through education, through our nonprofit summit, through grant writing classes and development for board members as well. So we're really able to kind of change and adjust um, to really meet those community needs, whether it's a tornado and hopefully you never have one of those again, um, or if it's now we're going to be addressing you know, mental health services or any mm-hmm. of those things. Um, as a donor, it can be really hard to determine, okay, is this a good organization to give to? Because um, we've got a lot here in Coweta. We've got 794, I think is the newest number I saw, tax-exempt organizations and well over 650 501c3s. So you don't always know who to give to. Are they following mm-hmm. best practices? Do they have their license? All of those pieces. So we're able to vet our organizations and make sure that we're also investing those dollars Right now, I know nobody's really investing, but we can secure those funds and get them back out and help grow the funds so we have a long-term plan on what we're doing for the next 25 years. Yeah, and I know y'all have started, um, y'all have done different things in the past as far as fundraising, and now what was one of your, you've done some of the bigger events and just different things. I mean, I know y'all have got some big ones coming up, but um, it seems like everybody has fundraisers tied to their organization you've got the derby party and Mm -hmm. boys and girls club oscar and i think one of your big fundraisers i think y'all started getting more into the concerts and music which is what you've got coming up it is Mm -hmm. um we really when we 2020 i think everybody had to take a pause and evaluate Mm -hmm. what are we doing what works Mm -hmm. you know um, i always say we need to diversify our fundraising Mm -hmm. so not just depending on a actual fundraising event but also look at grants and Mm -hmm. um, different types of campaigns that we can do but when we really sat down and looked at our past fundraisers because we did the power of the purse Mm -hmm. and did different types of events we decided let's just really focus on one big event Mm -hmm. that could work for everybody in the community so we can have all ages be able to participate Mm -hmm. and that's where that you know, mm-hmm. the concert kind of bloomed from. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, we were very fortunate to have Alan Jackson come, which raised a whole lot of money mm-hmm. uh, for tornado relief. So this year, uh, we we're working on another concert. Mm-hmm. Again, I got six weeks to plan a concert. I know. I know. <laughs> so you think with Alan, I think he pretty much donated a majority of, of everything back to the community. Yes. Which I think was fabulous. And then I guess with the funds that he gave, mainly designated toward the tornado victims and I'm sure there's still some that are available yes so if people 
want to apply for those? How? Do, what does that look like as what, far as? Yeah. Yeah. So right now we have roughly 230 cases that have been open to help with long-term recovery, mm-hmm. whether um, it's helping rebuild homes or insurance gaps. Um, we recently did a utility assistance mm-hmm. program to help those that maybe insurance took care of everything, mm-hmm. but we were mm-hmm. able to help pay some of those yeah. pretty mm-hmm. expensive utility bills. So if someone still needs help, um, we're we are here for another two years to help with long-term mm-hmm. recovery. So they can go over to Bridging the Gap and pick up an mm-hmm. application. That's where all of case management happens, or they can contact the foundation directly mm-hmm. through our website at Coweta. So Alan, was there any kind of um, stipulations tied to the donations that he gave or was it just like you you just do what you think needs to be done so with all of the concert funds that were raised um a half a million were not actual donations we received Mm -hmm. um they were in-kind donations Mm -hmm. so those were for building materials and those type of things we Mm -hmm. had to go through habitat international Mm -hmm. to receive some of those and we have I think we still have another 300 windows we're waiting on. Of <laughs> so, course. That's um, the way of the world. You know? Yes. <laughs> um, but outside of that, um, there were a couple requirements mm-hmm. that went with it. So it had to go to our tornado um, survivors. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, the tornado didn't necessarily just impact one person. It impacted mm-hmm. a whole stretch of right. people. Yeah, it really did. And especially our kids in the mm-hmm. schools, mm-hmm. those type of pieces. As a community foundation, um, we basically had 14 days where we could provide um, immediate assistance. So we did our HOPE has no deductible program. We're able to pay individuals. But the IRS is pretty strict on how you can give funds. So everything else since then um, has gone through either our grant cycle. Last year we gave out over $600,000 through grants. paying for a whole lot of hotel stays, um, debris cleanup, child care camps. Are there still people in hotels? I I think everyone is out now. Now we have had a few people who got into rentals and now the rental is up and so we're Mm -hmm. having to kind of work through that. Um, But we've given out over 170,000 just from the foundations through the allocations part. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our grants that we gave out this fall is Weaverland Disaster Group came in. Uh, River Life applied for a grant for them to come in. Um, basically, we paid for their stay, which was about $24,000. And our ROI was over <coughs> $700,000 of free labor. Now that they've left, now we're paying uh, all yeah. of our builders to, to get out there and do mm-hmm. things. Um, but we are still here to help with that long-term recovery yeah. process. And I'd encourage anybody who needs assistance to reach out. The mm-hmm. only qualification is you had to live in the tornado zone. If you didn't live in the tornado mm-hmm. zone, you don't qualify. Yeah, but exactly. Besides, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you had insurance. I think 78% of our um, clients had insurance. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't matter. It just matter. didn't cover at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. as you guys know, like mm-hmm. insurance doesn't pick up the full tax exactly. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is the concert event that you all are doing this year? Yes. So this year, September 14th, Brantley Gilbert and all of his friends are coming in. Um, it's actually going to be in Ashley Park. So we shouldn't have the traffic problems we had last year. <laughs> and it's much smaller. So instead of 21,000, it's mm-hmm. limited to five. Um, so that should make things much okay. easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but these funds this year will be going back out to help all of our nonprofits 
that were not impacted by the tornado. Mm-hmm. You know, our many of our nonprofits, you know, we got hit by COVID mm-hmm. and then then the tornado struck. And so so many of our nonprofits took funding for their normal programs to go help on tornado relief mm-hmm. or donors were giving towards tornado relief and not giving their normal mm-hmm. charitable donation. Um, I know just with our food resources, we did our Asking for a Friend campaign recently to talk about where can I go get help? Because that's the mm-hmm. biggest question. I'm sure you guys see that mm-hmm. on oh, yeah. Chatty and many right. of the other sites. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're noticing, I think, bridging the gaps up 300% in serving all of, you know, from I-58 Missions in Sonoy to One Roof, um, Yeager Road, they're all seeing huge numbers of people. So um, this will go to, you know, continue what we're Mm -hmm. doing and provide those resources and support um, and then also encourage people to be philanthropists. Right. Mm -hmm. So the concert he's doing is different, though, as far as Alan gave back. I'm assuming that he takes some of the profit and then... Right. The so mm-hmm. the foundation, the only part we're receiving from the concert this year is sponsorships. Okay. So mm-hmm. we don't get a percentage of ticket sales and vendor mm-hmm. sales or mm-hmm. any of those. Um, we get a percentage of all of the sponsorship piece. So we, we still have um, one or two sponsorships mm-hmm. available because when we originally measured, we figured out we could add two more tents in there. Mm-hmm. So we well, still and have... that space is not stretched out as far, right. is it? So when you get a tent... You're a little closer in than yeah. from the Alan Jackson concert, I'm oh, a assuming, lot. because I was just thinking. Last year, we had 51 tents. Mm-hmm. This year, um, I think we're we're limited to right around 20. Okay. So it's, it's a much smaller area, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit more intimate. Um, and we've been able to really kind of customize some of our sponsorships this year mm-hmm. compared to last year. Last year, <laughs> I had two production companies and multiple managers yeah. and right. lots of lines we had to walk this well, year it was a little a, more flexibility yeah it was a huge production last year i mean it was great mm-hmm. and we all had a fabulous time but you know getting the tent and then the caterers and then the drinks and trying yeah. to figure all that out was um it was good but it's like okay what do i do here Cause you had people coming to your tent but then you're like oh they're gonna be here a while we, we have to feed them <laughs> so as i'm assuming it's kind of a similar setup they have the catering and all yes, um, mm-hmm. catering is different this year mm-hmm. um, just because we don't have as much space. Yeah. So our packages are a little different. Um, the Community Foundation is actually including that with mm-hmm. last year. It was mm-hmm. included through the production company. This mm-hmm. year the foundation is, is taking charge of the catering piece to make sure it's done right. Um, we, we have contemporary catering coming back. Mm-hmm. They're always amazing. Yeah, they're great. So, and they're local. They're local. Yeah. Yeah. But, and that's our big piece. We want to do as much as we mm-hmm. can local. And, you know, all the funds that we raise stay here locally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year, I think it was our largest number. We gave out $694,000 right back to Coweta mm-hmm. um, through our donor advice and fiscal sponsors and mostly yeah. through grants. And so when you... Because I know you've got, like, different people that apply for, you know, whether it be Elevate or some of the Mm -hmm. larger organizations. And when they need something, they just fill out the application. And and you take it to a board of directors and everyone votes on it. Is that how that works? So we do different grant cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, We have our traditional grant cycle coming up uh, September 1st. So any 501c3 
who serves Coweta residents is eligible to apply. This year we've changed it up before you had to be um, a nonprofit for two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Now you're eligible no matter how long you've been in business. Um, but we actually, because it's our 25th anniversary, are giving a lot more money than we have mm-hmm. in the past. On average, we did thirty to 40000 traditional. This year we're going to do well over 80000 So any nonprofit you know, encourage them to apply for that. Um, but they basically fill out a grant application. They submit that in. They got to give a lot of paperwork and mm-hmm. you know show they're doing everything yeah. the right way. <laughs> and yep. then from there, um, we have a grant committee mm-hmm. um, that reviews all of the applications and we'll do site visits and go see what they're doing. And then we will award those grants. Mm-hmm. So, okay. since it is your 25th anniversary, um, what I know you had brought a flyer with you today. So tell us about the Crystal Peach Society. Yes, so the Crystal Peach Society started a couple of years ago as a really unique initiative for donors to kind of give back. Um, This year is a little different than past years, so what we're asking on our Crystal Peach, um, one, they get to come to, you know, a nice little cocktail reception to learn about some of the organizations that we've granted um, funds to. But this allows a donor to to get more active and have a little bit more of a higher-end experience. Um, We're asking, because we're building our first endowment, um, and 20% of all of the funds through Crystal Peach and our 25 for 25 will actually go to build our endowment. Um, But to commit to doing a total of $5,000 over five years. So it could be a Mm one-time donation, Mm -hmm. it could be a monthly donation, it could be um, an annual donation. And that's kind of our special little club that people can be a part of um, for the Crystal Peach. Oh, that's neat. So it's birthday month and got a lot going on. So what are some of the highlights that we need to know about? Yes, we've got lots of exciting things. Um, we're going to start out doing proclamations across the county and all of our cities throughout Coweta. And then from there, we've got the concert, which, you know, is for everybody in the community to attend. And then mm-hmm. um, we're going to end the month on September 25th. We're going to have a birthday bash. It's my um, daddy's birthday. It was my daddy's birthday. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the first projects the foundation did was Kids Castle Park out at mm-hmm. New Utilities. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're going to have a birthday party out there. And we're actually inviting all of the organizations that kind of bloomed from the foundation to set up their tents. So, you know, we've had so many. Um First Foundation, Caris Cares, Camp Never Could, um, you know, even Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys mm-hmm. mentioned Pickleball earlier. Pickleball started yeah. out as a donor advice under the foundation. So we're going to have mm-hmm. all of them set up tents out there. Mm-hmm. We're going to have um, ice cream from Foundation Church will be out there with mm-hmm. the ice cream truck and food. Um, we're also doing an art contest. Um, a big piece is we're – it's teachers get this uh, pretty soon um, and parents should get those flyers home as well but we're going to be doing an art contest for all Coweta students um, where they're going to be talking showcasing what community means to them and we'll be giving out prizes and the biggest piece that's so special to me is teacher grants so whatever student is chosen their teacher whether mm-hmm. it's their science teacher mm-hmm. or their art teacher mm-hmm. um, will receive a $500 grant so um, we'll have all kinds of things out there from STEM. They will be out there with their robots, and they'll be making Dippin' Dots ice cream and, 
you know, we'll have lots of different projects and things going on. So we really just want to kind of honor and celebrate where the foundation has come from and all of these great organizations Mm -hmm. that bloomed under us. So what do you see the future of the foundation just to keep doing what you're doing and expand? Well, and I think that's the unique thing about the foundation is, you know, our focus is working on community needs what community needs are going to be in 20 years i don't know <laughs> yeah right. um, you never know you, you know, never, never would have thought tornado would be a part of that no um mm-hmm. but i think ultimately we're going to continue to grow um and really focus on nonprofit education and helping provide support for our mm-hmm. nonprofits, and you know have new opportunities so if you're a part of a group who has a passion for something Mm -hmm. and you want to make a difference we can set up a donor advice fund for you so Mm -hmm. we do all the hard work and you get to do the fun part of Mm -hmm. picking who to give money to yeah exactly so um, we're definitely excited about the future Um, one of our big future initiatives uh, and hopefully we'll know sooner than later is we applied for the county ARPA funds Mm -hmm. um, to address affordable housing Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but a big piece of affordable housing is education. So mm-hmm. if we look at our deputy sheriffs, they make just under $20 an hour. So we're um, working with 12 parks to hopefully build a tiny home community that would provide an affordable place for someone to go, but mm-hmm. it would also help with their education. So if we have an EMT, there's like a 12-month program they can go to that yeah. would bump would their pay. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with our teachers that are um, first through third year. Mm-hmm. If they're able to get their master's, mm-hmm. it would bump their income up by $10,000. Mm-hmm. Now they can afford to go buy one of the houses over in 12 parks. They mm-hmm. can't do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really working on that. Um, We'll find out if we receive that grant or not. But if that if that does yeah. happen, that's mm-hmm. one of the sooner than later initiatives yeah, that hopefully we'll be, be going through. That'd be great. How many houses do you think it would be? So we're going to start out with roughly about ten. Mm-hmm. Larry Singleton is building is kind of designing those mm-hmm. homes, mm-hmm. Um, but the program will be larger than just those homes. It will also provide education for people who already have a home. Um, so we'll be able to help subsidize some of their mm-hmm. bills and things like that while they're continuing that education, um, which is always good for you guys because that kind of that bumps yeah. up what their yeah, income no, is. Yeah, it does, and then you and it's focusing on that that middle mm-hmm. income level. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one piece, especially as we look at the economic impact of what our community looks like over mm-hmm. the next two years. It's a little scary. (laughs) And so if we can work with that middle-class family Mm -hmm. who is normally our biggest donor Mm -hmm. um, to help increase and support them, Mm -hmm. I think that's a piece that so many people are really struggling with right now is they've never had to Mm -hmm. ask for help. Mm -hmm. How do I do that? What Mm -hmm. things are available? So we're looking at those education pieces, how to build and expand. And I think overall that improves our community as well. Yeah. It'll be kind of neat to have tiny homes we don't have that i know we have that nowhere if you can get the zoning for it and all that i guess you have to go i don't know would that be in the city it will be in the city of sharpsburg because i know the mayor there he's fabulous Mm -hmm. about new opportunities and new ideas he's been a guest with us yeah yeah. and i think he's on your board yes blue call is on our board Mm -hmm. um he actually helps us helps me with our grant Mm -hmm. writing classes we had one august 12th that we put on um it was our second one. So we're really looking at lots of different types of grant opportunities to yeah. expand. I hear people like talk about grant writing and it's very, I've never done it cause I'm not, I'm too, um, 
all over the place to sit still that long. But when I listen to people talk about it, it seems like there's a lot of detail work and a lot of time that has to go into grant writing. And I personally don't like it. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. but I got, <clears throat> I wrote, I've written several grants mm-hmm. since I've been mm-hmm. out at the foundation. I got one awarded last week, actually. Well, um, I'm sure once you get one awarded, it's like, oh, it was worth it, but just a lot it's, of work. That it's goes a into lot of work it. Mm-hmm. Um, to go into it and not knowing how to start mm-hmm. out. And that's a big piece for mm-hmm. me is looking at our nonprofits. You know, hopefully we never have another shutdown and our nonprofits can always do their events but yeah. trying to help them go mm-hmm. okay we can't just depend on this concert what happens if it rains mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. but There's, you know let's look at grants let's mm-hmm. look at things like here at the foundation we do payroll deduction so mm-hmm. if you're looking mm-hmm. for a business you know I think 74 percent of employees feel happier if they have a way to get yeah. back mm-hmm. and so we give that opportunity through the foundation so you're kind of like United Way and a local level. It wasn't there yeah. an organization that was called United Way that you gave to the cancer. Yes. You know, there yeah. were so many big. Mm-hmm. So you're yes. you're more like. And I remember when you started. Doesn't seem like 25 years ago, <laughs> but I thought well, that's pretty clever because, me personally, I mean, I like to know that what I give back is local and it's going to stay local. Yes, and yeah. you know you can give to big organizations. It's great, but. You know, I'm just a local kind of gal, and that's where I want things to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I want to keep as much as we can here locally, and that's, you know, a big piece of how we vet our organizations. They have to be helping people right here in Coweta to be able to receive any of those funds. Mm-hmm. So, and we try and do all of our, you know, as many vendors and everything locally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's keep everything here in Coweta. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that's the exciting piece. I mean, outside of, you know, yeah, the Crystal Peach mm-hmm. Society. I wish or some of these things. people selling their houses would remember that they need to use local agents. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation, because you know, you pull up, there's all these big national whatever, and mm-hmm. you look at the listing, you're like, Alpharetta, and then you're going, yeah. Atlanta. Why are these people not using local agents? Because we are the ones that you know the community. You know the community. You know the past the present the future and what's going on well and, and you know I, what's selling in the community too yeah, and what and you, what is happening as far as in very specific yeah. neighborhoods because when somebody comes from outside mm-hmm. or different parts of the metro area mm-hmm. they don't always know about summer grove or yeah. 12 parks well i just think it's like red the dynamic like you see that sign that says you know support local because big business is not going to mm-hmm. sponsor your kid for you know, Little League or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you know, I get requests for softball sponsorships. And I mean, I never turn anything like that down. It's just important to me as being a local realtor to, you know, to give back locally. And then yeah. you see and I had this conversation with someone from the chamber the other day. How do we get people to stay local and deal local? Yes. And yeah. that's, you know, that's a hard piece, mm-hmm. um, especially as we continue to grow. Right. And so, you know, I think those are some of the initiatives we've really uh-huh. tried to push is, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's our contest talking about our community uh-huh. or do our hundred women who care group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're always mm-hmm. looking at new ways to keep everything kind of local and let's focus on what those community needs are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a business owner, it can be overwhelming, especially with 650 nonprofits. Mm-hmm. 
depends yeah, on who exactly. to give to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the benefit of mm-hmm. the foundation is you're able not just to support the foundation, you're able to support all of our nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So you're able to kind of double dip and help mm-hmm. multiple people at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So really quick, too, you had mentioned the mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does the foundation do as far as the mental health initiatives, too? Yeah, um, one of our newest grants we just um, awarded, and I was quite excited about this one. It came through our nonprofit summit grant. Um, they're actually uh, it's through the Coweta Family Connection Group. Um, they're getting all of these great like balls and equipment, and through that, um, the manipulatives are going out to all of our guidance counselors. So in the schools, the kids will have all of the equipment that they need to kind of stress relief and all of those pieces. Um, so that one was really exciting. Mm-hmm. We also um, were able to award a grant to One Roof to do mental health um, free counseling, whether it's group sessions or individual sessions for our tornado survivors. And then another grant, it hasn't been approved yet, but I'm very, very excited about it, is um, it's through, I think, I'm trying to think, three different organizations are applying for it right now together, which I'm all about the collaboration, um, where they're going to actually provide um, counseling to all of our social service providers, because everybody's pretty exhausted after Mm -hmm. two years Mm -hmm. of COVID and tornado Mm -hmm. work, so providing, like, let's help the burnout rate for everybody who's providing the care. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if that one will get approved. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty hopeful that yeah. um, it's a great grant. So that's another piece, um, you know, as we look at that. And then one piece that we're really trying to focus on as well is looking at what's happening in the school systems. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruth Scott is amazing. And pairing some of the programs that the kids are learning to now let's work on having as a parent, how can I address? Like they're mm-hmm. doing the suicide prevention. So we're going to work on trying to have some talking points for parents. So, you know, their big push is mm-hmm. tell somebody. Well, mm-hmm. if they tell the parent, what does the parent do? So we're working on some of those pieces mm-hmm. to get some of that insight out there as well. Well, and that's really important for students because there's so much stress for kids today. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. And they need to have the right outlet to let people know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything we missed or anything else you might want to add to conversation before we... <laughs> it, I think overall it's just exciting to be a part of the foundation mm-hmm. in today's time. I mean, last year we gave out more grants than we've ever given out. We did 89 um, grants over nine grant cycles. So it was a pretty crazy year. Um And as we move to the future, we're really excited about where the foundation is going and how we can continue to help. Um, You know, I know people are always wondering what's the best way to help, Mm -hmm. whether you're interested in volunteering or maybe you have a passion for a particular cause. We can Mm -hmm. help you kind of direct you through those processes. Um, And we can also direct volunteer groups if people want to get out and volunteer. I know there's many Mm -hmm. organizations that really need volunteers right now. Um, But probably the biggest thing is the foundation is always and will continue to be very transparent in how we're using funds, all of those pieces. So we publicize that on our website. We have our annual reports that we put out every year, but we do monthly reports on tornado relief. 
um, because we want people to know how funds are being used because that's mm-hmm. really important. And then we always are looking at, you know, the best ROIs on our grants and those pieces mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Great. So, let us know. Um, tell us how we can get in touch with you and the organization, the best way to reach out to you guys. Yes. So we are on all of the social media, whether it's, you know, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter um, at Coweta Community Foundation. Um, and then, of course, website. You know, that's probably mm-hmm. where we have mm-hmm. the most up-to-date information yeah. at CoweitaFoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can give us a call. Mm-hmm. So 770-253-1833. And we are always happy to sit down and discuss opportunities with people or if they're curious mm-hmm. on how we're using funds give us a call as well we're happy yeah, and you're located in a new um, office which is out yes. in the industrial park yes so. and we're really excited um our our office is above meals on wheels and then cares cares is actually moving into one of our offices upstairs oh, so that's awesome. it's mm-hmm. neat to kind of expand and have mm-hmm. a nice little community of different nonprofits yep. all there lots of interaction in a good way so yes, yes. Yep. Thank you for coming yeah, on and you. just educating us on the process because we all, you know, we have people all the time that say we want to do something, but we don't know what to do. So I think educating people on, like you said, what are you interested in? Where do you want to volunteer? Where it's children, mentoring, or whatever the case may be. So it's yeah. always good to, to know what we have in the community. Well, and I think philanthropy and being a philanthropist starts at, at any age, mm-hmm. whether we had kids that did lemonade stands mm-hmm. um or, you know, whether you work for a large corporation, there's many ways that you can mm-hmm. give back to your community. Yep. And when you invest in your community, it makes it a better one. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, I'm Jackie Robertson. And I'm Joy Barnes. And we, we are, are Between, Between the Jays.